Tampa Bay's Tan Talk. Entertaining and informative radio for the Sunshine State. You may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car's been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Looking for car shows? Then look no further than FLACarshows.com. On your computer or on your mobile device, FLACarshows.com is a comprehensive list of automotive events plus videos and news articles. Whether you're looking for car shows, cruise-ins, meetups, automotive festivals, cars and coffees, or anything else relating to an internal combustion engine, then this is a site for you. Check it out online or on your phone at FLACarshows.com. Tonight, the Operation Primetime stations present Irwin Shaw's The Top of the Hill. Michael Stone, a man who has made it big, but finds himself struggling with a midlife crisis. No more cars. No more planes. No more crazy chances. Michael, I'm not going to help you kill yourself. Take your hands off. Oh, mister, you made a big mistake. <coughs> Michael! Squad your bear? This is Michael Stone. I'm calling about the car. Well, I expect to be in Montreal shortly. I'd like to see the car then. If I like it, I'll take it. Yes. Yes, thank you very much. What is this, Michael? We're in the middle of a... Don't worry, this won't take long. I came to tell you that I'm not going to Europe for you. You interrupted this meeting for that. No, I interrupted the meeting to tell you that I'm quitting. I'll see you in 30 minutes, Michael. No, you won't, Frank. You'll never see me again. Not if I have anything to do with it. Michael! Don't worry. I'll have the desk cleaned out by now. Just like that? Yep. Don't you think that's a little extreme? No. Michael, what are you going to do? Buy a car? Yeah, okay. I've heard of people buying a car before, but they don't quit their jobs. Look, Bobby, she wanted me to change my life. That's what I'm trying to do. Today, the specifications match exactly those in your inquiries. We could, of course, do the modifications you ask about, but that would take a little time. I'll take it just like it is. Very good, Mr. Stone. Look at that. Let's go get him. You gotta be kidding. That guy will be halfway to Florida by the time we get turned around. 32J, some joker in a turbo Porsche just shot past us like a rocket, 157 and change. See if you can scoop him up, we sure can't. No, All right, mister, out of the car. You were kind of a hurry, weren't you, mister? You know, we clocked you at 157 miles per hour. Do you know what that is? That's 102 miles per hour over the speed limit. Well, I, uh, I guess I just kind of got carried away. <laughs> carried away, yeah. Look who's back in town. How about Norma? You married? Yeah, I'm married. We're kind of separated right now. I'll drink to that. May I come in? I don't think it's very smart. Where is she, Michael? If I find out she's in your room, I'll kill you. 
wife, Mr. Stone, tells me that she's persuaded you to stay on here as a skiing instructor. The skiing's not your profession, is it? I see you two have met. Come, sit by me. You didn't tell me your wife was coming, Michael. Well, it was, uh, it's kind of a surprise. I'm glad! Erwin Shaw's powerful drama, The Top of the Hill. There's a really big show tonight. A really big show tonight. Yes, sir, we've really got a spectacle for you this time. Hey, this is Chip Foose, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Rock on. Okay, listeners, welcome you to tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers in Google Tantalk, 1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studios in downtown Clearwater. Don't forget to check out our website, GolfstreamMotorsports.com, where you can check out all our past shows. I think there's like 670, I don't know, I lost count. Anyway, a lot of shows. Anyway, and, uh, well, tell all your friends. We're here every Tuesday between 7 and 8 p.m. on the Tantalk Radio Network. Good evening, Matt. How are you doing? I'm doing Fantastic. It's a Tuesday night. We're talking radio. We're talking cars. We're talking music. I love it. You, we are. Um, why? I I'm, can you hear me okay? Because I yeah, we can hear you fine, sir. Well, somehow this thing's not working right here, and I can't hear myself very well. Right. So I don't know what it is. You got an adjustment in there anywhere? Uh, this is what they call technical difficulties. We'll be right back. With, yeah, uh, this, is, this is what happens with live radio. Live radio, yeah. Well, you know, of course, the problem is is that I'm half deaf to begin with. Right. So then when I can't even hear myself, I'm going, dang, this is really weird. Okay, hey, we got an exciting show for you tonight. I think what Matt is going to do, Matt's going to go ahead and call our first guest while I blah, blah, blah for a few minutes because we got two guests. Not one, but two guests coming in tonight. We don't do this too often, but we, yeah, we do do it often. Depending on what's going on. There's a lot of events going on excuse me <coughs> a lot of events going on this time of year let me run by a few of them of course obviously if you want to know what's going on in florida you check out flacarshows.com that'll tell you about all the stuff that's going on but the stuff that's going on outside of town like for example at the end of the month in rhode island and newport rhode island i might add is the audrey motor week and uh it is pretty spectacular it's poised to be pebble beach of the eastern seaboard um I will say this, that the real estate, if you've ever been to Newport, Rhode Island, and you've seen some of those beautiful mansions that are uh, out there on the cliffs, so to speak, um, it's stunning. It's uh, equally as majestic as, as the Monterey Peninsula is. So that's, that's I may go, I'm not sure if I'm going to make it to this that one this year or not, but I'm thinking about it. Anyway, and then, of course, we have the uh, HSR, which is Historic Sports Car Racing Fall Historics in Atlanta. That's on the 21st of this month, 21, 22, 23, 24. Um, at the end of the month, also, we've got, uh, we had uh, Pete Vicari on from last week. You got cruising the coastline. And, uh, you know, you give me thumbs up there, but I still can't hear you. Somehow, I don't know. Is there any kind of little tweaking there? Uh, I don't know. Anyway, um, I'll keep going. And then, uh, of course, we have the Chattanooga Motor Car Festival, Motor Festival coming up. It's in uh, October. It's on the uh, 13th through the 15th. And then, of course, the Moonshine Festival, which is uh, also in October, up in Dawsonville. Awesomeville. Remember Bill Elliott? Dawsonville from Dawsonville. In Dawsonville, Georgia. And that's the 27th, 28th, and 29th. That one I may go to, and I may go to the um, the uh, cruising the the coast thing because that's a ten hour drive. So if it's within a ten hour drive, that's fine. Newport, Rhode Island, that's a two day run up there, but uh, that's supposed to be spectacular. Anyway, on that note, we got a guest on the line. 
We do. He's on with you right now. Okay, well, good. It's time to introduce our special guest. Our first special guest for the evening. This gentleman's name is James Jeff Mason, and he is the president and COO, chief operating officer, of the Piston Foundation. The Piston Foundation is a organization, it's a 501c3 uh, charity organization, and they're, they are dedicated to helping students get into the collector, car, and automotive uh, let's say repair, restoration, and all around, let's do things with cars business. So anyway, I'm welcome to the show this evening. Jeff Mason. Jeff, how are you? Great, Robert. Thanks for, thanks for having me on, and uh, glad to be with you. So uh, fill us in. I kind of botched that a little bit. Of course, I'm, that's only because I can't hear. i got a little audio issue going on, but no big deal. Um, go ahead and tell us a little bit about the Piston Foundation. Sure. Uh, the Piston Foundation is a public charity. And our mission is to bring more young people into the trades of the collector car industry. So that means uh, giving more young people a path to become uh, an auto restoration technician or uh, maybe a vintage race technician uh, and you know, give them access to education and hands-on training that make those careers possible. Okay. Um, just out of curiosity, what is your background? So I am, uh, you know, one of those guys who grew up tinkering, you know, small engines and everything we could find on, on uh, junk day in the neighborhood, <laughs> turning them into, into go-karts and mini bikes. That was, you know, the, the greatest thing in the world was to have enough parts to make a new go-kart. Uh, and then later on, I started um, doing some vintage rally racing with my older brother. We, uh, we raced. Uh, endurance rallies, uh, and that's kind of been my mainstay. I'm less of a, a concours, elegant kind of guy. I'm more, you know, seven-day rally across Mexico kind of guy. So does that mean you've done the Carrera Panamera? Panamera yeah, that is our, that's the, the, the race that, that we primarily focus on. Really? Uh, in our, with my brother and I. Yeah, we've raced, raced that three times, and uh, we're not there this year, but we'll be back next. As well as uh, we'll do the uh, the great race next summer. Looking forward to that. So we get a little bit of time, speed, distance, but mostly we're about the speed. <laughs> well, speed, the, the need for speed, and that's all I can say because that's just the way it works. Yeah. Okay, so when you guys race the Panamera, Panamerica, Carrera Panamerica, um, what do you drive? What kind of vehicle? Uh, 65 Volvo Amazon. The You're kidding. F. No. An Amazon. Are we talking a station wagon now or are we talking a sedan? Uh, a, a two-door coupe, not an two- estate. Okay, all yeah. right. Yeah. Well, I hope uh, my my one of my good friends, Alan. He's hopefully he's listening because he's a Volvo fanatic. So if you need spare parts, he's right. got gobs and gobs of Volvo parts. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Interesting. Well, now why did you pick a Volvo? Because life's too old, too uh, too short to race an ugly car. <laughs> well, actually, I will, you know, if you, I don't know if you're familiar with a Rover P3. Um, I think that's what it's called, P3, P4. But the big old. I know a little bit about Rovers, yeah. Okay, well, they had a sedan that kind of looked, it was kind of a high-end sedan they had back in the 50s. And then it evolved into, I think, the P3 or P4. Alan's will call in and correct me, of course. But the Volvo Amazon, I always thought was kind of a cool vehicle. 
and yeah. uh, and they made a GT version of that car, and which they was did. pretty cool. And and you're right, and up in in the Scandinavian part of the world, up there in Norway and Sweden and and Denmark or wherever in Finland, where they used to do a lot of the rallies, that was a pretty popular yep. car. It was. It has a, a very a very good rally history, uh, and it is. It was built, you know, kind of like a Ford Escort. You know, it, it's kind of rally ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, very strong frame, uh, very predictable handling. So, you know, uh, particularly for endurance rally, it's a great, it's a great car. Interesting, interesting. I, I know we went off tangent here a little bit, but uh, yeah, we did. Well, let's talk a little bit about more. Um, well, from the professional side, where do you come from? Uh, my professional career has been in marketing okay. and in um, software development, and that's kind of been my gig for the last 25 years. Uh, the Piston Foundation was launched three years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I joined shortly after that as a volunteer and then took on the role of, of president and COO uh, about two years ago. And, uh, you know, this is where I'm working to you know build this, uh, organization for a very long future that you know achieves what what I hope you know what I've always tried to do in my life, which is to you know be connected to the trades. I actually am a trade school grad myself, so I know personally what the power of a couple of years of technical education can do for somebody, and and the way you can use it as a springboard for you know a lifelong career. So um, I've got a personal interest in this. How did the uh, Piston Foundation um, originate? I mean, what's uh, who's the brainchild behind it? And because there's the RPM Foundation, and there's a number of other ones out there. Um, obviously, yep. most people are familiar with the McPherson College. I don't know if you have a connection with them or not. And uh, but I, I feel that what you're doing is very commendable, and there's definitely a need for it. And we need to do yep. whatever we got to do to get more and more of the youth involved in our hobby. And our our, yeah. our business for those of us that are in the business. So go ahead and elaborate on that a little bit. Sure. the The first thing that the first point of difference to understand is that the Piston Foundation is a public charity. Some of the other organizations you named are are private foundations. Okay. So, um, as a public charity, we work for the car community. Uh, car community is uh, you know our only shareholder, and so uh, we take a, a broader approach to what we're trying to do. Um, we work nationally to provide scholarships and apprenticeships to young people who want to come into the into the trades of the collector car industry. And it, fundamentally, our mission is about creating a career path uh, for youth into these careers. And, and uh, you know, we all know how technical education has been slowly or, or actually rapidly removed from uh, grade schools and high schools uh, as the PC revolution took hold. Um, it's come back in a little bit in, in the STEM programs with math and science and engineering. But what happened during that time is that pathway from, from high school into uh, a career in the trades of, of automotive restoration a, a big gap was created there. There really that pathway disappeared, and so um, it's difficult and expensive to get that education. Um, most young people who have a who have a strong interest in cars don't know they can turn it into a career. Um, and we we all see twelve year olds at every car show just 
totally gaga for whatever whatever car they're into. And young people know a lot. In fact, they have access to more information than we ever had reading Road and Track once a month when we were kids. And so there's a lot of kids with an interest, but there's just this gap. They can't see a career path. So what we're trying to build with our scholarship program and on our apprenticeship program is a career path that young people can young people can follow um, and uh, you know, pursue their interests. What sets you apart from the other um, foundations, so to speak? Well, primarily we support individuals and not programs. So some of the some of the foundations you mentioned focus on providing funds to programs that are working with uh, young people in a in a local area. We uh, have a scholarship program that is national, so we have young people who are either entering technical school or already there looking for tuition assistance, and so we're funding scholarships directly to those young people, and then, then those same young people are staying with us trying to get onto an apprenticeship track and be placed in a shop. So again, our focus is on cultivating those individuals with the the interest, the the aptitude, the, you know, the, the good attitude for that kind of work, because we all know that you know craftsmanship really requires a certain certain mindset. Um, you can learn the skill, you know, the right person can learn the skill, and uh, so we're more focused on the individual, finding those diamonds in the rough, giving them the support they need, you know, to to follow uh, a career path. That can be, you know, a great career. Um, SEMA has a p- very similar program. You know, when they have yep. their 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 build offs, if you will, and their their and their young yep. children program. And then I mentioned earlier um, on the show, I was talking a little bit about the uh, Drain um, Car Show <laughs> Motor Week that's coming up young, here. And young got, timers, young timers, exactly. And Jay Leno's yep, behind yep. that, and everything like that. So, do you yep. find do you find a lot of people? I mean, the support for this. Is I would I would assume is very huge, right? I mean, you're getting a lot of people in the car community that are just like jumping on this thing, saying, "Yeah, we need to do this. We need to get kids involved." And your program, if I understand you correctly, it actually goes to fund the actual individual, like you said, as opposed to a program. So, having said that, what does it cost to let's say put a put a put a a, a, a prospective student through a program? And how sure. long does how long uh, is the program? Well, the cost for, for you know education varies a lot uh, depending on the school and the location. So we have some of our Piston scholars are attending uh, community colleges near to where their you know their homes are. We have others that are going to four-year schools such as McPherson, um, you know, a private college. So it can be a pretty big difference in terms of the the cost of education, and that you know that could be anywhere. You know, at a, at a local school, a local community college with an automotive program, could be seven to ten thousand dollars a year in tuition. Where uh, a school like McPherson is thirty thousand dollars or more in tuition for a year. So, what we focus on on scholarships is providing a meaningful scholarship. So we provide up to five thousand dollars a year for our Piston scholars to help them afford uh, the tuition at their tech school and. Um, we, they're the, it's the school of their choice so that um, 
there are many schools around the country that have a qualified auto tech program. Uh, and at that, those early years, it's really mostly about getting those hand skills, learning systems. So it's less about being dedicated to auto restoration, more about, you know, a broad automotive program that can work really well um, as, a, as a starting point. So a scholarship um, at $5,000 a year can sometimes cover the whole tuition for, for a student attending a community college. And it can be, you know, one piece of the puzzle for a, a student attending, you know, a four-year private college like McPherson. How do you, how do, how do people, how do students find out about it? I mean, how do you market? How do you reach, how do you reach these, these potential um, students? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, we focus on working with the schools and developing awareness through the schools. Uh, there are 600 automotive programs in the United States that, you know, sort of meet our criteria. And so we're reaching out to those schools uh, to let them know um, that we have a program that is there to, to assist their students. You know, schools are very invested in their students, so they're always looking to help them uh, afford tuition, um, but also reach their career goals. So schools are a great uh, partner for us. Um, now here's a dirty word, a really, really bad word. Politics. Okay, the reason I said that is because is there any political lobbying support? I mean, have you guys made any effort? Are any of these organizations involved in in lobbying, you know, uh, to get, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, lobbyists, basically, there's another word for that. But anyway, um, to get funding for this and to get the programs uh, more readily, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Out there, so people know about it. You know, yeah. so yeah. is any are are there any attempts in that direction? Uh, we are not involved in or connected to any specific sort of workforce development programs that are you know lobbying for new funds. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a there is a good deal of support uh, through the current administration for you know apprenticeship as a whole. Okay, and um, we're working to tap into that. Uh, you know, one thing to remember for Piston Foundation is this is literally our third year of existence. So a lot of the things that we want, a lot of the places we want to get to in terms of tapping into federal dollars and, and those things that you're you're mentioning, they require a little bit more time for the cake to bake mm, gotcha. uh, in terms of us establishing our programs um, and, you know, extending our reach and developing, um, you know, uh, our operation. So... Um, yeah, so that those all, all those things I'm sure will happen in time as as our organization grows and our reach grows. How about uh, any of the manufacturers? Are any of the manufacturers um, offering any kind of support? We do not have uh, any manufacturers offering that support at the moment. Okay. So like Ford, GM, yeah. Chrysler, or whoever they are nowadays, and uh, Toyota, Honda. Not yet. Okay. Okay. Not yet. Uh, so I'm now sure here, let's come in one day. Let's go to the uh, bring a trailer and the donations. Let's talk a little bit about that. You and I hit that sure. off a little earlier. Yeah. So talk about that because that's real interesting. Yeah, one of the things that we started this year is our our campaign called Cars for Piston Scholars, and that is specifically to um, develop classic car donations from collectors and car enthusiasts. Um, and then we take those cars, we work with our partner, Bring a Trailer, to auction those cars. And then uh, 100% of the sale price of that car, including uh, Bring a Trailer auction fees, 100% of those proceeds go to our scholarship 
fun. So it is literally turning collector cars into scholarships and apprenticeships. And so it's a great way for collectors um, to give back uh, to the community that uh, that they all love so much. Future plans. Had, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Keep. I was just going to say we that 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 campaign began with a pretty high profile auction. Uh, bring a trailer celebrating their 100,000 listing, wow. and they they auctioned they auctioned their own uh, 240Z, the Giblet Z, um, a 73 240Z. Um, that did exceptionally well. I think it might have been the, the highest price 240Z ever. Um, and we followed that up with a really great uh, uh, 1960 Willie's Wagon that was donated by Adams Polisher, uh-huh. the car care company. Right. And uh, that did really well. Um, our next auction will be happening at the end of October. Um, it is a very famous uh, Mazda Miata uh, MX-5. It is a 95 MX-5. It has set a land speed record for the under two liter class at Bonneville. Um, it was raced by uh, Harvey Siegel, who people may know from his, uh, he was the owner and developer of uh, DIR, uh, Virginia International Raceway. He redeveloped and uh, refurbished VIR into what it is today and also developed New Jersey Motorsports Park. So Harvey has um, donated his, uh, what they call the, the 2160, the fastest uh, Miata in the world. It, it uh, holds a land speed record for 165 miles an hour uh, for an under two liter car. Um, and we're going to be auctioning that Miata um, with our partners at Lime Rock Park at the end of August, at the end of October. Very interesting. Let me ask you this, what about, yeah. um, people donating, let's say, project cars for these students to work on. Is there is there that uh, that option, so to speak? You know, we don't have that, that option open yet. Okay. We have done a little bit of that with the schools that we're connected to uh, because we are – we're kind of the, the, the funding engine of things. We're not we, – we don't have a shop where we're bringing students to work. Um, we have been able to connect a few collectors with – cars um, with a school that needs them so when the stars align we can do that but that's uh, mostly local to to our home base in connecticut so what are the future plans for the piston club or the piston foundation well um we already talked about a big piece of it which is uh our cars for piston scholars program uh we're focused on developing that and getting a steady stream of cars uh, coming in so that we can fund more scholarships. Um, our next, uh, in terms of program, our focus is expanding our scholarship program to reach more students every year. This year, in our second cohort of scholarships, we awarded 23 uh, scholarships this year, so we hope to double that next year. Um, our apprenticeship program is just taking off. We will have our first apprentices in place uh, before the end of this year. So that's a big focus. And I'll preview something that is um, well, it's a little bit of a skunk work at this point, but there is a need for a national job board for auto restoration. Um, and it doesn't exist today. There's things that are kind of similar and around it, but not dedicated to this. 
So uh, we're going to be looking to solve that problem for the restoration industry uh, within the next month. Well, now that's that's interesting. So basically, what that would be like a a a a place where people could go, and two things would occur: people would post uh, what they need, a person that has a certain skill, and then the people that yep. ha- possess that skill, they can go there and connect with that person. Basically, is that what we're talking about? Just like any other job board, okay. really think about it as as uh, LinkedIn for the auto restoration industry. Oh, wow, cool. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So, uh, as well as, uh, yeah, th- and that would also be a front door for internships and apprenticeships as well. Super, super. That is great. That's very commendable. It's something we definitely need, and uh, I wish you guys all the best of luck. Now, having said Thanks. that, and we're up against the clock here again, as usual. Go ahead, Jeff, and give out the information. So if people want to find out more about the Piston Foundation, how they can participate, <laughs> contribute, and be a part of it, let uh, let our listeners yep. know. Yeah. Uh, PistonFoundation.org is our website, and that uh, is the place to go to learn about our programs. Uh, You can read interviews with our Piston scholars and get to know some of these young people who are the next generation of the industry. Uh, You can donate there. Um, We appreciate donations of of any amount, uh, and you can be a donor to the Piston Foundation and you know give back to this car culture that all of us love right we're, we're all car folks yes and um, if you have a the capacity to give it a higher amount you could fund a scholarship uh you could donate a collector car and you can feel confident that uh, those funds are funneling straight into our scholarship program and going to um create more technicians and give more more career opportunities to young people. So it's it's very simple. PistonFoundation.org is the place to find everything you need. Super. Uh, one quick question I forgot to ask you. How about, do you guys go out to conventions, to car shows, to um, uh, events, and set up a booth um, so people can find out more about you? Do you do that at all? Yeah, we do. And uh, it's been mostly in our local uh, New England area where mm-hmm. we've got a great uh, car community. But every year we, we venture a little bit further. And uh, actually, we're looking to develop some relationships with car clubs that might want to support the Piston Foundation by uh, manning, you know, kind of a piston booth at their uh, local event. So if there are any car club officers listening today who might want to be involved in the Piston Foundation, love to chat with you and talk about um, working together to represent the Piston Foundation, you know, in your local area and uh, give it some, uh, get your club members connected to to this this movement of of creating uh, education and hands-on training opportunities. Well, that sounds like the plan, and uh, I'm down here in Florida, and I'm kind of yep. active with many car clubs, so I will certainly do my best to go out there and and uh, help promote, because I think it's a worthy cause, That's and great. Uh, you know, myself being a hobbyist and an enthusiast, and my son's kind of into cars, too, and he grew up around it, so you know, unless you have a, yep. a kid comes from a family, you know, the only way they're going to get support is 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 the car club community, you know, if they don't have anybody in their yep. particular family that's pushing them. But, well, Jeff, I want to thank you very much. Um, I don't know which events you're going to be at anytime soon, but I look forward to meeting you. And if you ever get uh, lost and you're somewhere down here in the central Florida area, don't forget to give me a call and we'll hook up. 
Thanks, Robert. We will be down there, uh, I think, over the winter. Doesn't everybody go to Florida in the winter? We sure do. So, uh, we go south for the winter. <laughs> so we'll, we'll find you down there at some point. But thanks for having us on today. I really appreciate it. Okay. A pleasure. And uh, big uh, big shout-out to Judy Stropas. You know, she helped make this happen. Thank yeah. you, Jeff. Judy have makes a, a lot. Thanks, yep, Robert. Yep. All right, I want to thank uh, Jeff Mason, the president and COO of the Piston Foundation. Definitely check out the pistonfoundation.org. I almost said .com, but it's .org. Hey, on that note, I think what uh, Matt's going to do is fire up the stereo, and we're going to go ahead and get our next guest on the... Because uh, we've got a lot of car stuff to talk about. Hey, you're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And I think, I think we're going to play a little Edgar Winner, and I think we got Free Ride coming on. This is a classic 70... Three song, I think, 1973. I got a thumbs up on that one. So, hey, you're tuning into the Southern Game Cars. Blare that stereo. Blow that speaker. You're, don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, we're back and you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. It's time to introduce my old buddy, a good old friend of mine. He's a journalist, he's a writer, he's an author, a hot rodder, and he's involved with the Chattanooga Motor Car Festival that's going to take place next month. I'm delighted to welcome back to the show Ken Gross. Ken, how are you? I'm just great, thank you. Thanks for having me on. So, the Chattanooga Motor Car Festival. Give us, uh, give us a look. Last time I had somebody on, we talked about that was uh, our old friend uh, Jim Pace, but he's no longer with us. He's racing up in the in the sky now. So um, it's your turn to uh, tell us about all the new stuff that's changed in the last couple of years at the Chattanooga Motor Car Festival. 
Well, Jim was, uh, he was a fabulous guy, and he, he had a lot to do with the success of this event. This is our fourth year. Uh, the dates are October 13 to 15, and we, we, um, we have a track that uh, the Jim Pace um, Bend Memorial Track, which runs uh, kind of right through the city. It's two miles long. And uh, in addition, we've got a Nikam auction. Uh, we have Lufka Kult with uh, Patrick Long celebrating the 75th anniversary of air-cooled Porsches. Uh, and we have a wonderful Concorde d'Elegance with some very interesting cars. Uh, it's uh, it's fun for everybody, and uh, I hope that uh, your listeners will come down and give it a try if they've not been before. Oh no, no! It's hey, look, it's only a ten-hour drive from here, or or, or somewhere <laughs> around there. So that's there's no excuse for somebody in Central Florida not to be able to make it to this event. And Chattanooga itself's got a real interesting uh, history itself. I mean, it's rich in history. Of course, we're all going to go over there and bang on Corky's door and see if we can get into his museum. You know, that's, uh, that's well. If you come to the event, uh, Corky has an open house, and he'll be bringing some. Stutzes and Mercers and some of his old cars <clears throat> to the event uh, uh, as well because we're celebrating Stutz and Mercer as part of our uh, various attractions. So the the two featured cars then you said are Stutz and Mercer. Well, we have we've got a lot of uh, different features, but we are uh, celebrating the the great rivalry of the, the pre World War One in the United States, the Stutz from Indianapolis and the Mercer from. Trenton, New Jersey. Uh, David Gooding, the uh, auction company head, is bringing his uh, father's 1914 Mercer, and we'll have other other cars on hand as well. But uh, but we've got it. We've got everything. Uh, the um, Treehouse Collection in Chicago is bringing the 1933 Pierce Silver Arrow, that was the uh, Century of Progress show car. Um, we have uh, Greg Renazian with a Packard Darren, a, a rather rare car. Mike Copperside is bringing a very rare early. Porsche, a uh, 53 bent window car. Um, it, it goes on and on. Even motorcycles. We've got a guy bringing a 1937 four-cylinder Nimbus from, from Denmark. Um, and, of course, we have historic hot rods. And I think anybody who comes is going to enjoy the variety of uh, what we'll have. So uh, I, want you, I want you to take a little time here and tell us about some of the other events that are going on. Okay, so we have the concourse. Now... And we got the races. Tell us a little bit about the the, the racing of it. Who sanctions that? Who who's responsible for? Uh, that's tar- Target sixty six, and it's really um, high speed demonstration laps. They won't be wheel to wheel as we've had in years past. Okay. We're trying something a little new. So if you bring uh, the right kind of car, and that's everything from brass era to a Ferrari, uh, you can speed around uh, the Pace Memorial Track and uh, see what your lap times are. And we also have a simulator, so. Uh, if you if you don't think you're too quick on the track, you can uh, go up against uh, people like Patrick Long and and uh, even our founder Byron DeFour on the simulator and see how well you can do. Well, I don't know about you, but I've never been too successful on a simulator. It's it's because <laughs> there's no feel. You know, I mean, you're you're you, when you're when your butt's in the seat, so to speak, you got that. You got that feel. So, um, all right. So the so the uh, Target sixty six that we're talking. Brian Redman now, you know, famous race car driver, and yeah, James uh, Redman, his son, has uh, organized it. And Brian will be there. Okay, he's uh, one of our perennial guests of honor. And on Friday night, uh, Patrick Long has a uh, Lufka Colt uh, get together, and Bob Varsha, the uh, Speed Vision announcer, will be there to uh, to talk to. To Brian about what it was like to race uh, incredible cars like Porsche 917s. Interesting, interesting. So the Luftkirchhoff thing is just going to be so that'll be Friday evening. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, and how- Luftkirchhoff has been very successful around the country. They usually pick an interesting backdrop, 
and uh, locally owned uh, air-cooled Porsches, 356s and 911s, turn out in big numbers. We we think we'll have at least 125 um, <clears throat> local folk who are driving in to, uh, uh, to get together. Uh, it is the 75th anniversary of Porsche, so we're doing our, our part to celebrate it. Okay. All right. Uh, so, all right. So we we covered the race. We covered Luftgekult. We covered the concourse to some extent. The concourse is on yes, Sunday, right? Yes, the concourse on Sunday. We have a club day on Saturday, and we've got probably twelve or fifteen different clubs bringing cars, Corvettes and Vipers and British sports cars and so forth. And of course, all through this thing, uh, a short walk away in West Village is a Meekum auction with okay. a, with over seven hundred cars for sale. This is a Meekum has been before to uh, uh, to Chattanooga. They've they've done very well with with the event here, and uh, and they hope to do so again. Okay. Um, all right. So that covers the auction. Now we got the races. We got the concourse. We got Luftgekur. What else we got going on there? <laughs> I have to think for a moment. <laughs> um, I'm putting you on the spot here, Ken. Well, um, uh, Ray Evernham, the um, famous NASCAR crew chief crew and chief, yeah. uh, television star, is bringing seven uh, historic NASCAR cars because it's the 70th anniversary of NASCAR. Oh. And we will have um, a number of, uh, of pan- forum panels where uh, some of these former racing heroes will talk. Um, we have the J. Willard Marriott uh, Ferrari Club, and this is a, uh invitation-only special event. We'll have 18 or, or so really high-end Ferraris. We're talking uh, short-based Berlinettas and Tour de France's and and uh, exotics like Ferrari Enzo's. Uh, Luigi Canetti is the is the guest of honor. Luigi Canetti Jr. for that section of the of the event, and um, uh, people can come and hear him reminisce about the start of NART, North American Racing Team in uh, in America, and how Ferrari, how his dad uh, pretty much started Ferrari in, uh, in in America. And I didn't mention, but um, the Friday night concert is the B52s. So we've got a, a big-name band on Friday, a little lesser-known band <clears throat> on Saturday night, but there's uh, music throughout, and uh, I think if uh, if people come, uh, I can tell you they will not be disappointed. There's a lot to do. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned that, because we had somebody on our show here a while back where we were talking about an event, and uh, and it was Concorso Italiano, which was out there in, in California, and they basically had a band in the afternoon as well. And when I worked for Festivals of Speed and some of the other events, I always said at the end of the day, you know, people just kind of want to relax. It's like, it's so, I don't know, it's, uh, I'll say cold. If you just leave the event and there's nothing else going on. But if you have the music there, that kind of like puts the icing on the cake. The first time I saw that was I was at Coda a few years back at uh, the Formula F1 race. And they had big time, I think they had Janet Jackson that particular afternoon. And uh, and everybody, it just kind of like was the icing on the cake. So I think with you guys putting the music in there on a Friday and Saturday, I think that's uh, that's a good idea. I think that people enjoy that because it's kind of like a, uh, you know, a little relaxing thing. It kind of it, it puts people kind of like in a little different mood and, 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 and music well, I, is good. I, I agree. Uh, having like my son in the music business, I'm, uh, I'm all for live music. Um, two things I didn't mention, Robert. Sure. Uh, we have a Canosa Road Rally. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> done by Canosa. The people who... Um, uh, do Cavallino in in West Palm Beach and uh, events all over the world. That's on uh, Wednesday and Thursday through the Tennessee countryside. And it's not just Ferraris. People are bringing all sorts of high-performance cars. 
And maybe the most important thing is that the beneficiary of all this is the Neuroscience Center at CHI Memorial and the Neuroscience Innovation Foundation of Chattanooga. So all the money goes for ALS, stroke, uh, Alzheimer's research, two, uh, three horrible diseases, and, uh, you know, hopefully we're making a difference. Uh, this is very important to Byron DeFore that um, that the money all goes to charity, and uh, I think people can feel even better attending the event knowing that uh, they're doing a small part for uh, neuroscience research. Oh, that's 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 highly important. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, let's jump back to the uh, symposiums. Who are uh, How many symposiums? Who are some of the guest speakers, and uh, what are some of the topics? Well, uh, Byron Fines, for example, with uh, Wayne Carini and Tom Cotter, um, the um, uh, Ray Evernham is doing a NASCAR symposium, which I think will be a lot of fun. I'm doing one on historic hot rods. Um, Keith Martin uh, from Sports Car Market, who himself is a stroke uh, victim, he's talking with Dr. Robert Devlin. Uh, practical things that people should know. Uh, I mean, it can be a dreary subject, but Keith is a fascinating intellectual guy. He's He's taken a, a, a remarkable approach to this, and I think people will uh, will find it, dare I say, entertaining and certainly in, in, uh, informative. And that's just a, that's scratching the surface. Of course, with Luigi there, we're going to have a, a Ferrari forum. Uh, Kevin Kogan, who has an amazing collection of Ferraris, will be there with several cars, and he, uh, he'll be part of the forum along with Steve Algram, who writes about Ferrari for Sports Car Market. So, well, since you mentioned that, because uh, Kevin, I met him because I think his daughter Candace was uh, she worked for Aston Martin. She was a PR lady, and then Kevin, I think, had at one point had a beautiful Lamborghini 350 GT that I used to see at Amelia once in a while. And uh, Steve uh, used to work, I think, for FAF, which was the Ferrari dealer in Atlanta, right? Years that, ago. That's right. Steve, Steve was uh, there in the early '80s when uh, Ferrari prices were doubling. It seemed like every other week, and he's a very, very knowledgeable. Uh, a guy on the subject of Ferrari, and of course, having Luigi there, you've got the uh, the, the stone source of uh, of how Ferrari began here and uh, how it was able to uh, race successfully and turn that into sales. Well, that's amazing. That's uh, this sounds like a uh, this sounds like a very 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 interesting uh, week. Now, it's is it start? It's only three days. It sounds like a week, it but it's like... really only Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay, but you said so. Uh, the the uh, the other event, the driving thing, the starts con- on Wednesday. The Canosa Tour is, is Wednesday, Thursday. Okay, uh, but they they won't they'll be out of West Village. They'll be touring through the Tennessee countryside. But uh, the Lufka Kult and. Mecham and all that all starts on Friday. Okay, so to, for our listeners, give us like a general geographic layout. So if somebody comes into Chattanooga, whereabouts are we talking? Are we talking downtown? Are we talking the outskirts? Uh, no, bit? no, we're talking uh, we're talking the area called the West Village. Uh, the uh, award-winning uh, Weston uh, is uh, anchors one side of it, and then we have the, uh, the Bode Hotel, uh, and we have the Indigo Hotel. So within, but, but the, the event itself is. Right in the in the streets, the cars will all be lined up, so you can walk to everything. You walk out of your hotel right into the concourse. You can walk. You really can walk to the racetrack, although it's probably a quarter of a mile. So we have these electric shuttles called uh, chatty wagons. Uh-huh. You can jump on one of those for free, and it'll run you up the hill, and there you are at the uh, uh, at the track. But everything is very very self contained, uh, so it's it's easy to uh, uh, to get around. Uh, you don't have to. If you're staying at one of the three, and there are other hotels there, too, um, you literally can put your car away for the weekend and just walk to everything. 
Interesting. Try now, that at Pebble Beach. Yeah, try that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, the host hotel, you mentioned three hotels. Is there one particular hotel that is the host hotel that basically... The, West, the Western Chattanooga is the host, host okay. hotel. Although uh, a lot of the Ferrari people are staying at the newly renovated boat. There's also the in, the uh, Indigo, which is very, very nice. Okay. All right. Now, I, I want now, The to... website will tell you everything. So, ChattanoogaMotorCar.com. For anybody who's interested, uh, it's very comprehensive, and uh, everything you'd, you'd want to know is there. And uh, I think people can go to that. They can register for the Concours. Um, and, of course, you can look on Meekum's site, too, about their their auction. Okay. Um, so... Uh, let's go. Let's go to Ken Gross a little bit. Ken, what have you been up to? I mean, I know the last time we talked, I knew you were you were kind of you have kind of an eclectic car taste because you got you're you're pretty much an old school hot rodder. But I know you had some sports sports cars and some American classics, and obviously um, you you write a lot of books. So uh, what have you been working on lately? Well, I've written twenty five books and I've done fourteen exhibitions of fine cars in fine art museums. The latest of which ended in May. It was in Vero Beach, Florida where we broke all the records uh, that they've ever had of, of an exhibit of any kind. So really? That was a lot of fun. I'm working on two future uh, exhibitions. I can't tell you where yet because it's kind of a secret, but okay. uh, two more art museum <clears throat> exhibitions and four more books. Uh, you know, a lot of people uh, tell me I should retire uh, because they retired. <laughs> they, don't, they don't have a life that's as interesting, I, I think. And uh, I, I don't really plan to uh, to stop. I think if you're a musician or an actor or a writer or a broadcaster, you know, you can do it until they have to drag you off the stage. Uh, so that's what I'm what I'm doing. I, I find it, after being involved writing as an automotive writer for 51 years, I still find the subject fascinating. I'm still learning new things. And uh, um, a friend of mine passed away, sadly, and left me his Ducati um, 750 GT. This is the the uh, fourth Ducati I've owned, and uh, we're kind of getting resettling it because it's been sitting for a long time. I look forward to uh, to riding that. And we have a 356B Super 90 that um, we bought for my wife uh, during COVID. We were looking for some way to kind of spark up what what was going on, and we I, I dusted off my um, <clears throat> I was a bartender in another life, and I huh. dusted off my Mr. Boston bartending book, and we made cocktails. And one night, probably having had too many, uh, we decided that she needed her own old car, and it ought to be a 356 Porsche, and we did some hunting, and lo and behold, we got a, a doll of a, of a uh, car. Uh, and the motor needed a little bit of work, so we built a, um, a semi-race motor for it with a, a big bore kit and a scat crank and aluminum pistons, and uh, um, so we're, we're, we're just enjoying that. My wife has never owned an old car, and she's ridden in plenty of them. And this has just been a treat for uh, for her. She's learned uh, learning how to um, heel and toe shift, and uh, again, all's all's good. Well, now I, I I'm going to take a wild guess that you'll probably have that at the uh, Luftgekult, um show, maybe. Well, we we could, but uh, she's a busy lady, and she has to fly to um, uh, at the end of the show down to Atlanta uh, for a uh, a board meeting, and my daughter is coming, so. We aren't uh, as much as I would like to bring it. It, it just isn't practical for okay. us this uh, this time. The uh, the concourse themselves. The, the and we got a minute or two left. The concourse. How many cars are usually on 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 display there? Well, we have twenty classes. I think we're probably going to end up end up with about one hundred and forty five cars. Uh, not everything will be judged, but we've got some really interesting classes. You know, besides the usual 
uh, American classics and, in, and uh, imported pre-war classics. We have uh, Radwood celebrating cars of the 80s and 90s. We've got uh, Lemons, the Concord okay. Lemons. And right. I don't know what you're... I, I think you're you're celebrating the, the weird and the bizarre, <laughs> but, yeah. but people love those cars, yeah. you know. Some guy will turn up in a rusty Edsel and you just think, wow, that is so cool. Uh, and and we, so we will... Uh, We'll have those. Lots of Ferrari classes, lots of Porsche classes, as I uh, as I mentioned. Um, I, we have a really great cadre of judges. Our chief judge is Mike Tilson, who's the founder of the Radnor Hunt uh, uh, Concord Elegance, and he uh, Mike had his own uh, Ferrari and Lamborghini uh, restoration shop in Philadelphia for years. So he's a very knowledgeable guy. Chris Current runs our Ferrari judging. If you if you have a qualified Ferrari. You can, and it scores 97 points with our Ferrari judges. Uh, you can have a Platino award just the way you could if you went to West Palm Beach to Cavalino. And that's a big draw for a lot of people oh, wow. to, uh, to come and get their car scrutinized and, uh, and walk away with a, with a Platino. Um, yeah, the Concours is, it's always a lot of fun. Bill Rothamel is our announcer. Very, again, a very oh, knowledgeable yes. guy. Know Bill. And you, you asked about celebrities. I mean, Linda Vaughn will be there. Um, <clears throat> we, we have, um, uh, racing heroes like uh, David Hobbs, uh, Justin Bell, and Tommy Kendall will be doing their torch show just the way they do at Pebble Beach and some of the other uh, other big events, broadcasting it uh, worldwide, literally. So uh, if people don't have a chance to go, they can watch the torch show, and maybe they'll decide they can't miss it next uh, next year. Next year. Well, Ken, we're up against the clock. Checker flags just come down again on us. So I want to thank you very much for hanging out with us here at Nostalgic. Look forward to seeing you. I've definitely got this on my radar. I am going to make a point to be up there. So, uh, again, uh, I want to I thank... I look forward to seeing you. Yep. So I want to thank my special guest, author, car guy, hot rodder, and uh, just all-around cool car guy, I guess. Anyway, Ken, take care. Thank you very much. And uh, I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in to Nostalgia Radio Cars. Don't forget to check us out here every Tuesday between 7 and 8 p.m. on the Tantalk Radio Network. Big shout-out to my friends at Fast Lane Travel. Remember, those are the guys that put on the European driving tours, especially since we're talking about Porsches. Okay, this is the 70th an- 75th anniversary of Porsche. So uh, we'll see you guys at some of the Porsche events. In the meantime, let's see what else. I guess stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. <laughs>